What's wrong? Shirlian asked, startled. San Lang stayed in his seat, spread open his hands, and also asked, What's wrong? Fu Yao furrowed his brows and demanded, Who are you? He's a friend of mine, Shirlian said. Do you know each other? San Lang, looking completely innocent, asked, Gurkha, who are these two? Hearing San Lang call Shirlian Gurkha made Nan Feng's lips twitch and Fu Yao's brows spasm. Shirlian raised his hand and said to San Lang, It's nothing, don't worry. But next to him, Nan Feng shouted, Don't speak to him. What? Do you know each other? Shirlian asked again. No, Fu Yao said coldly. If you don't, then what are you? Before Shirlian could finish his sentence, he sensed lights flashing next to him. He looked back without giving it too much attention. The other two had produced balls of divine energy in their palms at the same time. An ill sense of foreboding overcame Shirlian and he grabbed at them in alarm. Stop! Stop! Don't act rashly! The bulbs of divine energy were pulsing, staticky and dangerous. Definitely not something a normal person could make. San Lang clapped a couple of times in polite appreciation. Amazing! Absolutely magical! It was truly the most insincere compliment. Shirlian finally caught Nan Feng and Fu Yao's arms to stop them from firing. Nan Feng turned to him angrily and questioned, Where did you meet him? What is his name? Where does he live? Where is he from? Why is he with you? Shirlian answered, We met on the road. His name is San Lang. I don't know anything else, only that he has nowhere to go, so I let him stay. Will you two please stop? You, Nan Feng, couldn't speak. It was as if he wanted to scream at Shirlian, but forcibly swallowed his words. You let him in, despite knowing nothing? Aren't you afraid that he might be scheming something? Why did Nan Feng's tone sound like his dad? If it was any other heavenly official or another person, if they heard someone younger say anything in such a manner, they would have been displeased already. But first, Shirlian was already used to all kinds of rebukes and taunts, so he felt nothing, and second, he knew that those two meant well, and were only saying things out of worry, so he didn't mind. At this time, San Lang cut in. Goga, are they your servants? Shirlian replied warmly, The term servants isn't quite right. To be more precise, they should be helpers, I guess. San Lang smiled back. Really? The youth stood up, grabbed an object, and threw it at Fu Yao. Then why don't you help out? Fu Yao didn't clearly see what was thrown at him before he caught it. Once it was in his hand and he saw what it was, his temper surged to his head. That boy threw him a broom. Fu Yao looked as if he wanted to crush both the broom and the teen into powder and Shirlian hurriedly took the broom back from Fu Yao's hands. Calm down, calm down. I only have one broom. Before Shirlian could finish his words, he was cut off by a burst of white energy, shot out from Fu Yao's hand as he bellowed, Reveal yourself. Sun Lang stayed where he was, his arms still crossed in a relaxed posture, 
but tilted his head just slightly as the beam of energy narrowly missed him and smashed one of the altar table legs. The table collapsed with a loud crack and all the plates crashed onto the floor in a heap. Shulian rubbed his temple and thought that this had to stop. With the wave of his hand, he released Roya and tied up Nanfeng and Fu Yao. Both men struggled, but they failed to break free. Nanfeng shouted, What are you doing? Shulian made a gesture for a time out. We'll talk outside. Then he waved his hand and Roya flew out, dragging the two in tow. I'll be right back, Shulian said to Zanlang, and then closed the door behind him. At the front of the shrine, Shulian called back Roya and took the sign at the entrance and set it down in front of the two junior officials. Read this and then tell me what it says. Fuya read aloud, Please kindly donate to the renovation of the shrine for accumulation of good merits. He looked up at Shulian. Donations for renovations? You wrote this? You are at the very least an ascended heavenly official. How could you write such a thing? Where's your dignity? Shirlian nodded. That's right. I wrote it. If you guys keep fighting inside, then I will be asking for donations for construction, not renovation. By then, I would have even less dignity. Nanfeng pointed to the shrine. Your Highness, you don't think that boy is the least bit odd? Of course I do. Shulian said. You know he's dangerous, but you still keep him by your side? Nanfeng demanded. Seeing that they had no intent to donate, Shulian placed the sign back by the door and replied, Nanfeng, that's where you're wrong. There are all kinds of people with various temperaments and mannerisms in the world. Odd doesn't mean dangerous. Look at me. I'm odd in everyone's eyes, but do you think I'm dangerous? Nanfeng, really couldn't defy that logic. Shulian clearly had the saintly look of an immortal, and yet he still collected scraps all day. If he was not odd, then no one was odd. Fu Yao said, Aren't you afraid that he has ulterior motives? He slowly asked, Do you think that I have anything worth enough for him to scheme for? Nanfeng and Fu Yao were stumped. Indeed, schemes against another often were designed because a person was coveting another's treasure. Tragically, they honestly couldn't think of anything belonging to Shirlian that was worth scheming for. He had no money and no treasure. That boy couldn't be eyeing the junk that he collected every day, could he? Shirlian continued, Besides, it's not like I haven't tested him. The two junior officers stared at him. How did you test him? How did it go? Shirlian explained his previous attempts. The results are inconclusive. I've already done so much. If he isn't immortal, then there's only one other possibility. A supreme. Fuyao sneered. Who knows? Maybe he is a supreme. Shirlian said softly. Do you think ghost kings are so idle like us that they'd come to a small village to collect junk with me? We aren't idle. Okay, okay. On top of the small hill, outside the shrine, the three heavenly officials could hear the sound of that teen moving easily without worry within the shrine, as if he wasn't the least bit worried over anything. 
Nanfeng said in a low voice, No, we still have to think of a way to test if he is a supreme. Shirlian rubbed his forehead. Go ahead and try, but don't go overboard. What if he really does turn out to be a runaway young noble? I get along pretty well with this little friend, so be nice. Don't bully him. The don't bully him made Nanfeng screw up his face, and Fu Yao's eyes rolled to the back of his head. Shulian nagged a bit more before reopening the door. Sanlang was checking out the broken table leg, and Shulian cleared his throat to get his attention. Are you all right? I'm all right, Sanlang smiled, just checking to see if we can fix this table leg. Everything just now was all a misunderstanding, so please don't mind them. Shirlian said warmly. Since you say so, I won't mind. Maybe they thought that I looked familiar. Fu Yao said frostily. Yeah, quite familiar. Probably why I was mistaken. San Lang grinned. What a coincidence. I think you two look rather familiar too. Although on high alert, Nanfeng and Fu Yao were no longer reacting violently. Nanfeng said gloomily. Make some room. I'm going to conjure a distance shortening array. The distance shortening array was a spell that could compress thousands of miles into one step, infinitely convenient. However, each use would consume a significant amount of power. Shirlian rolled up the straw bedding mat on the ground and said, Why don't you draw it here? With all the commotion earlier, Fuyao didn't have the chance to look at the shrine properly. Now that he had spent some time in the dilapidated shack, he looked around, feeling incredibly uncomfortable. He wrinkled his brows. You live in a place like this? Shirlian grabbed a stool for him to sit and replied, I always live in places like these. Nanfeng paused briefly when he heard this, then went back to drawing the array. Fu Yao didn't sit down, but his expression also turned complicated. He mostly looked surprised, but there was a tiny pot that looked smug. He quickly neutralized this expression. Where's the bed? he asked. This is it, Shirlian replied, hugging his straw mat. Nanfeng looked up to glance at the mat, then lowered his head again. Fu Yao side-eyed Sanlang, who was standing aside. You two are sleeping next to each other. Is there a problem? Shirlian asked pointedly. Finally, Nanfeng and Fu Yao couldn't come up with anything else to say, so no more problems. Shirlian turned to San Lang to continue their earlier conversation. Sorry, we were interrupted before. San Lang, what's going on at Ban Yue? Please tell. San Lang had been staring at them earlier, looking to be deep in thought, his eyes dark, and had only just snapped out of it when he heard Shirlian call to him. He gave Shirlian a small smile. All right, Sanlang sorted his thoughts, then spoke. The ghost of Banyue was the Gosha of the ancient kingdom of Banyue, one of the dual wicked masters. Dual means that there's two of them. Who's the other one? Shirlian asked. Sanlang, having all the answers, replied. Another wicked cultivator from the Midlands named Fang Xin. Shirlian widened his eyes, but didn't say anything, and continued to listen. Turns out, 
the people of Banyue were a brutish warrior race who frequently enjoyed invading nearby lands. They seized an important checkpoint between the Midlands and the West region, and the two countries constantly fought over the border. Battles, skirmishes, the conflicts were never-ending. Their guosha was learned in the demonic arts, and the soldiers of Banyue trusted in it with all their hearts, willing to follow after the guosha until the ends of the earth. However, 200 years ago, a dynasty from the Midlands finally dispatched an army to invade and leveled the kingdom of Banyue. Although the kingdom of Banyue was annihilated, the resentment of the Gosha and the soldiers would not disperse, and they remained behind to haunt the place. The kingdom of Banyue was built upon an oasis, but after its fall, it was as if the aura of evil permeated and rotted through the greenery. Soon, it was swallowed by the Gobi Desert. Some say they still saw shadows of Banyue warriors, giant and terrifying, with maces in hand, patrolling what was once the gates of Banyue. Thousands of civilians who used to live there gradually migrated, unable to make a living in a dying oasis. This was when the rumors of disappearing travelers started to spread. All those who had come from the Midlands wishing to pass through must leave behind half of their assets as a toll. Human lives. Fuya smiled without mirth. This young master sure knows a lot. Sun Lung smiled back. It's nothing. You just don't know very much. That's all. Shirlian snorted in spite of himself, amused by Sun Lung's sharp tongue. Sun Lung continued lazily. This is just based on unofficial history and ancient records of strange supernatural occurrences. Who knows if the Gosha of Banyue is real. Maybe the kingdom of Banyue doesn't even exist. <laughs>